It is Wednesday, October 19th in the NBA, and I'm back with my favorite picks today. I got my best bet, one spread pick, and two more player props coming your guys' way. That is what we got for this full slate of NBA action. Thank you guys all for showing so much love and support on yesterday's first NBA video of the season. And my name's Austin for calling or shout out if you're new, go down below, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. You don't miss out on any of these daily videos the whole season long. Let's talk about a recap from yesterday. It was a one-on-one day, just drinking a little bit of juice. Draymond Green does go under pretty easily for his PRA line. Marcus Mark goes over pretty early in the third quarter and then doesn't really do anything the rest of the game. Either way, we're drinking a little bit of juice. Our spread leans were 2-0 with the Celtics and Warriors both cashing, but today we got an official spread pick coming your guys' way. We won't count those leans towards our record. Let's keep it rolling. My last note, we have a week seven best bets video for the NFL live at 12 p.m. noon Eastern time. Check it out. Show some love on that video. We've been crushing spreads and over-unders this NBA season. Let's hop into my best bet of the day, a one and a half unit play, Paolo Bancaro. We're taking his over 13 and a half points, minus 101 on Caesars. Now, I'll have the cool graphics for tomorrow for the best bet of the day, but I'm gonna try to keep these all at one and a half units, but you guys keep, you guys play your only, your bankroll the way you should play it. You don't have to put one and a half units. You don't have to tail everything, single thing I say, but I like the number one overall pick to get going in this first ever NBA regular season game. And you look at the Magic team. I don't really have a lot of playmakers out there. Their leading scorer was only Cole Anthony with like 16.1 points per game last season. They had the lowest number one scorer on, in the NBA. So they're gonna need guys to shoot. And I think Ben is gonna be one of those guys. Now you look at their depth chart, you got Suggs, you got Cole Anthony, like we talked about, Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter Jr. None of those guys really scare me to go out there and say, yeah, well, I'm not passing it, Bancaro, or I'm going to go shoot it 25 times. None of those guys are like that. And the Magic have a short rotation, especially tonight on opening night. As you look at Mo Wagner, Jonathan Isaac are both out. So is so are Gary Harris and Markel Fultz. That's four of arguably their top nine, ten guys on their roster that will be out. I don't really know what Bull Bull is going to play. He's not really on the depth chart, but maybe he plays. But this Pistons is a good matchup for Bancaro to see a healthy complement of minutes. I don't see the Magic getting blown out or blowing out the Pistons. It should be a fast pace game and with Marvin Bagley out for the Pistons I think they're going to see a lot more small ball which plays to Bancara's you know strengths as he's more of a smaller four he's still like 6'10 but he's not like a guy like Mo Bamba who they you saw them play last year Mo Bamba and Wendell Carter Jr. together I don't see them doing that against the Pistons now in Bancara's final three preseason games did pretty well 19 17 and 17 points on 21 27 and 27 minutes I fully expect him to get above 30 minutes tonight he's the number one overall pick the Magic don't have a lot to build on this year. They got to go out there and play him. And I think Ben is going to do just that. If we can get him to play 30 plus minutes, shoot 12, 15 times, I would be perfectly capable of whatever happens here. Ben is not a guy that's going to shoot a ton of threes, a lot more mid ranges, and a lot of more high, high, you know, average shots, shots that have a better chance of going in. And if he gets into the paint, you know Isaiah Stewart's going to be down there. And by law, Mr. Beef Stew has to foul him. That's just what he does. But all joking aside, I think Ben Caro has a good night. We're taking us over 13 and a half points. Best bet of the day, one and a half unit play. Now let's move into my spread pick of the day. And it's going to be this team, the Pelicans, plus three and a half. I've been wearing, waiting so long to wear this Zion shirt. I had to wait all last year. I don't like to wear it when he's not playing. And he should be back and active tonight. You can play this at plus three, even play the money line. I think the Pelicans came out here and upset this Nets team. Now, the Pelicans, like I said, will take on the Nets. And the Nets last year, third worst team against the spread. They were terrible. Everyone just kept started fading them towards the end of the year. Very profitable. And yes, we know they have Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving. They have Ben Simmons making his first start. They also don't have a lot of depth on this team, just in a whole, especially in game one, if they're out Seth Curry and Joe Harris, a lot of shooting there. And sure, they got Royce O'Neal from the Jazz who did a fire sale, and sure, they got him, but he'll probably slide into shooting guard 
but he's not that great of a shooter. Behind Nicholas Claxton, they got no one else. And this is a Pelicans team that I do like. They turned it on last year after trading for CJ McCollum, all without Zion Williamson. And this is a team with a lot of depth that I really do like. And you look at this as a team that can also match up against the Nets. They got Herb Jones, one of the better defenders in the league. If you don't know his name, you'll know his name soon. Mr. Straight Jacket himself. Herb Jones will either go guard Kyrie or Kevin Durant. You got Brandon Ingram who can match up well with a guy like Kevin Durant. And then you got the return of Zion. And Zion Williamson, not the best defender in the world, but he's going to go out there and cause havoc on the offensive side of the court. And then backups, they got Jose Alvarado, a pesk for Kyrie Irving. They got Devontae Graham who can score. Even Trey Murphy the third, Dyson Daniels, their rookie, Larry Nance Jr. All these guys are solid. I like their depth a lot more than the Nets. Unless the Nets want to run their guys into the ground with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, I just don't see him having a great start to this one. This is a Pelicans team that I think plays spoiler to the Nets home opener. And ultimately, if Simmons and Claxton, they're going to be have their hands full with Zion coming right at them. Unless they want to take some charges, they could get into foul trouble early. They don't have anyone behind Claxton. Dayron Sharp, not too proud of him to be backup center. So do they think the underdog Pelicans get it done? Plus three and a half. I love you guys. Go get it done, Pelicans. So let's move to another player prop that I do like. Mr. Julius Randle, taking this under 21 and a half points, minus 115 on DraftKings. Now you could play this to 20 and a half. I don't really know where the line will go, but I imagine it goes down. Now let's talk about Randle. He was a COS Hall of Famer last year. And if you don't know what a Hall of Famer is, that means they made us a lot of money. But it doesn't just have to be we're betting all their overs. But also, but they're unders and they made us a lot of money. And that's what Randall was. Every time we take his over, he cashed a lot. When we take his under, he would cash too. So hopefully he continues making us money on game one for the New York Knicks. Now I am a Knicks fan, but Randall, he had a bad year last year. After averaging, I think 24 points per game the year before, only 20.1 points per game last year. And they brought in the addition of Jalen Brunson. So the ball's gonna be out of his hands. I think quickly plays a bigger role this year. Obi Toppin, who looked great towards the end of last year, plays a bigger role. And Derrick Rose is back and healthy. We know Tom Thibodeau loves Derrick Rose. And when Rose is out on the court, He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. And ultimately, I don't think we'll see Randall playing as many minutes as he did last year. Obviously, R.J. Barrett's going to continue to get better. At least I hope so. And he's going to play a good amount of minutes and shoot his own shots. So you look at Randall's last five games against the Grizzlies, so they will take on tonight 36, 18, 28, 15, and 16 points. He was under this line in every single game. He didn't shoot over 20 times. If Randall comes out here and shoots 20-plus times, look, I'll chalk it up as an L. But even though Randall is capable of going under when he shoots that much, I just don't think he's going to shoot as much. He was very, he was much more pass happy in the preseason. Anticipate that going into this game, especially with Brunson playing point. They've never really had, you know, a true point guard at the helm for him. And Randall, look, he's going to have some games where he's going to be hot, but more or less he's an inefficient scorer. And while I wish Jaron Jackson Jr., who's out for the first couple months of the season, was in there because he's a great defender. Brandon Clark will likely probably play backup, but play a lot of minutes. And I think he's capable of playing defense. We always know Tom Thibodeau, crazy with his lineups. If Randall plays into the third quarter and the bench comes in and the bench is electric, well, see you later, Randall. You're not returning to the game. That's just how Tom Thibodeau is. He could also run the starters into the ground, but I just don't see Randall being run into the ground in game one, especially with Obi Toppin behind him, who I expect to have a pretty good season. Obi Toppin, known as being a guy for a lot of energy, and you might need a lot of energy against a fast-paced Grizzlies team. I think Toppin plays a pretty big role in this offense as a sixth or seventh man with Quickly and Derrick Rose and those guys. So, look, I like Randall. I'm fading him in game one, taking his under 21 and a half points. Hope he plays well for the Knicks, but I could see him going under this, maybe over in his rebounds and assists categories. Julius Randle, taking your under. Now, finally, to ramp up the video, our third player prop of the day, and it's going to be another under, as I'm taking Jimmy Butler under 24 and a half points, minus 125 on Ben MGM. This is slowly going down to 23 and a half. It was 24 and a half last night, saw a lot of books start shifting to 23 and a half. 
perfectly fine at 23 and a half. I don't see him ending with 24 points on the dot. Now, Jimmy has a high line, large in part thanks to his playoff performance when he averaged over 27 points per game. But I don't think he needs to do that today as they take on the Bulls. They are bigger favorites. I think they're six, seven and a half point favorites. But look at last year against the Bulls. I know you could call it a revenge game. It's still in Miami, so it's not a true revenge game. He's got 18, 15, and 22 points versus the Bulls last season. And last season as a whole, averaged 21.4 points per game. So well below this line. Tyler Hero expected in the starting lineup. He's not going to be coming off the bench. So you'll see Butler playing a lot more minutes with Hero, which is a good thing because Hero is going to be a, a guy that's going to shoot a lot. And Kyle Lowry, who had a bad year last year, a lot of injuries kind of plagued him. He's going to shoot his own shot. He's going to get out there and shoot some. And Bam Adebayo expected to be more aggressive this year. So I'm shooting threes in preseason. So ultimately, I think there's a lot of guys that out there that will be starting with Butler that will shoot their own shot. Unlike when you got to the playoffs, when Jimmy Butler basically had to say, fine. I'll do it myself kind of thing. And Jimmy likely starting at the four as they don't have PJ Tucker anymore. And that means he's probably going to get the best defender from the Bulls, which is Patrick Williams. Now, Patrick Williams, pretty good defender. And if he gets into foul trouble, Jimmy Butler's abusing him. Well, then we got Javante Green. We got Derek Jones Jr. behind him. And both those guys are capable defenders. Ultimately, I think those are the best matchups for Jimmy Butler. And last year, Jimmy went under this line in 37 of 57 games played. That's a 65% clip. There weren't a lot of games he ended with 24 points in case this line goes down to 23 and a half. And with no P.J. Tucker, I think you're going to see Jimmy have to guard tougher guys on defense. You obviously had, you know, Jimmy Butler or PJ Tucker going out there and guarding the hardest guy. And well, Caleb Martin likely will do that. And Kyle Lauer's a decent defender. Jimmy Butler could go out there. Maybe he's the guy on DeMar DeRozan. Maybe he's on Zach Levine. I'm not 100% sure, but either way, I think Duncan Robinson off the bench, Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, all these guys are going to shoot their own shot. I do wish Victor Oladipo was playing, but he's out for game one. And look, I just think this line should be around 21 and a half ish or so, maybe 22 and a half. I think we're going to a couple you couple points up just because of his playoff performance. So I'll be taking Jimmy Butler under 24 and a half points as my third, well, fourth, technically final play of the day. I appreciate you guys as always for tuning in. See you guys back again tomorrow, 8 a.m. Eastern time for every single NBA video at noon Eastern time. You get my week seven best bets video. The all-stars already know what the plays are, but you'll see them then. I will be linked on the screen if it's already left. I appreciate you guys always for showing all the love in the first video. Let's have a great season. Let's get back into the winning column. Bank Carroll, we're counting on you. Catch you guys in the next one. Peace.